Well, hello, hello. It is Tuesday, November the 15th of 2016. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolene Klaassen-Weeb. You are listening to Wittenberg Radio, CMU's most subscribed to podcast. As always, you can find us online at wittenbergradio.com. Wittenbergradio at gmail.com is the place to send your comments, questions, listener concerns, etc., etc. You can also find us on Facebook at Wittenberg Radio, Twitter, also Wittenberg Radio, and subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. Since we last spoke, Nicolene, uh, it's we've had a, an election. Yeah, we have. It feels really like an eternity. I can't believe that it's been less than, or it's been about a week. Yeah, it's it's been a week, exactly, <laughs> since we've had President-elect Donald J. Trump. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Yeah. So well. this is this is fast. It's fascinating times to be sure. Mm-hmm. Um, really, definitely really uncharted waters uh, in terms of what happens from here. I don't think anybody expected Donald Trump to win, but here we are. Yeah, here we are, and we will see. Maybe I feel like we will be surprised. Maybe in good ways. Maybe in bad ways. I am. I I don't know what to think. I would I was gonna offer a little bit of like a tidbit of analysis, but I have no idea what to think. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Fascinatingly enough, I read this article this week. There's a guy, a professor in uh, England, who has predicted every election correctly since what? since Reagan in the 80s. <laughs> and he predicted Donald Trump was gonna win in the face of everything that the media was saying. Wow. And they followed up with him after the election and said, well, yeah. But he also predicts that Donald Trump will be impeached. Ah, interesting. Because of uh, conflicts of interest. Um, yeah. Whatever else. Yeah, conflict of conflicts of interest with his business. Any other various things that have been reported on mm-hmm. him, you know. Yeah. He may have may not have assaulted some people. Oh my. You know. Well. There's all these things that could land that could land him in trouble with the uh, various branches of government. So. Yeah, for sure. We'll we'll see. I'll, I think there's a a case to there's things to be said like that are definitely scary the mm-hmm. fact that he has uh i think that this will d- accelerate global warming this will there's nothing good for the environment in mm-hmm. this deal at all i'll give him credit for one thing What's uh that? he is ref- he is not taking a dime of the president's salary wow so that's four hundred thousand dollars that's going right back into wow interesting i did not know that so that's and he can afford to do that yeah right which is <laughs> You know that's, but still, I'll 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 give him a a tight-lipped nod. Okay, <laughs> tight-lipped nod. I'm I it. don't know what to think anymore, and yeah. this is all Me just crazy. We had a fun time last week, didn't we? We were at on the eve a collection of uh, Mennonite Church Manitoba youth groups. Uh, they came right here at our campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were on North. We did this record the show live in the Great Hall. You're gonna hear our conversations and our interviews from that in just a little bit. But first, let's get to a little bit of music, shall we? Yeah. This week, uh, we're gonna play a song called "There Will Be Time" by Mumford and Sons and Baba Mal. It's from Mumford and Sons has a new EP. Um, like as of I think June this summer. Who knew? I only found out like a week ago. So that's really cool. It's called Johannesburg, and it's really, really, really awesome. Um, blending like a lot of different sounds. Um, I don't know a lot about it, but it's some great tracks. There are oh, five tracks on on the EP, and it's really, really good. So this is the first track off of it. There will be time. Okay. 
Keto mialana Min gwa di mi yitem Kwa antan bulini Holi mi konjidin mi oduna aduna
Mumford and Sons. There will be time. Off Johannesburg. <laughs> I always I like that little that little back and forth of yeah. this. You know, that was that was nice. We could we could we could introduce songs like that for a while. I I would not be bored of that. <laughs> so let's get ju- let's jump into our conversation from on the eve. This was taped live last week here on our campus. Here is our conversations with Matea Nickel, April Clausen, and Emily Rusi. Coming at you live from the Great Hall on CMU's campus this evening, we are part of the uh, On the Eve, I believe this event has been named, and we are with a whole bunch of amazing youths tired out from their volleyball days uh, here this evening at CMU and uh, eating all these delicious snacks provided by Mennonite Church Manitoba that was mentioned before we went on the air, and we've had just a blast being here so far this evening. So we're here to talk about peace initiatives uh, at CMU. Caught us at a very good time to do this. Uh, we are on reading week, the mo- probably the most peaceful time you will ever find us oh, in yeah. November. <laughs> Otherwise known as, oh, I'll, put, I'll write my papers later. I've got a long weekend. Why would I do homework now? So, I know, this is, these, these university jokes aren't going to play as well, so this younger crowd, <laughs> that's fine. So we've got an amazing show coming up for you here in the next little while. Just a bit, we'll be hearing from uh, two, particip- uh, two participants in a class called Cultures of Violence, Cultures of Peace, and they went along on a downtown walk with the Bear Clan. Who here knows what the Bear Clan is? <laughs> amazing organization here in the city. They do amazing work. But first, I'm going to find my script is what I'm going to do. Uh, Here's something you don't know about university, for all of you who can't understand my jokes. Living on your own costs a lot. Uh, On top of tuition, rent, busing, going to concerts, blah, 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 blah. You have to, you know, you're looking to cut costs. Well, enter one of CMU's largest social trends of the past year. Diving into dumpsters for food. The, the looks on the, I wish, I wish the podcast audience would be able to see the, the looks <laughs> on people's faces right now as I talk about this. And uh, stats coming off of National Geographic report that nearly 800 million people worldwide suffer from hunger. And um, they also say that we waste 2.9, get this, 2.9 trillion pounds of food a year. That's enough to feed everyone on this earth twice. Or more. Or more. Mm-hmm. Exactly. About a third of that f- of the world's food goes to waste. And so how does this tie into jumping into full bags of garbage? Well, that's what Matea Nickel is here to tell us all about. She's a third-year interdisciplinary student from Roosevelt, Manitoba. She's focusing on creation care in her studies here at CMU. So let's give a warm round of applause for Matea Nickel. <laughs> so... I'm curious. You, did you see the reaction when I talked about uh, dumpster diving amongst all of these amongst all these people? I did. Okay. So, what's <laughs> the first reaction you usually get when you when you tell people that you go uh, diving into bags of garbage for your food? Well, I've been asked if I've gotten food poisoning a lot and if it's gross. Um, to which I can answer sometimes and yes. <laughs> what's an example of gross food that you have found? Um, so there was one. Uh, particular event where we were in Altona, Manitoba, and I ripped open a bag in the dumpster and like just pounds of raw molding chicken fell onto my lap. (laughs) Is this worth it? I thought the looks before were bad. (laughs) I've definitely experienced some raw meat before. Yeah. (laughs) Good experience. Um, what, What gets you started on, like do you remember your first experience diving into a dumpster and what that was like? Like, wh- how would you describe being inside of a dumpster uh, looking for food uh, for all of these fine young people here? 
Well, first off, it is an art of stealth. You feel extremely cool when you go into the dumpster. So this so is a ninja mission is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So Ninja food warriors. Dressed in your splash pants, you jump into the dumpster, um, making sure no one's watching. You're wearing a headlamp. You click it on, and like you are surrounded by full bags of food. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, are we just like, like candy or like bread, or are we like, what are you finding the most of? So we found quite a variety. Like, pretty much every food group is found. I consulted with an expert. The most found product is in weight is milk, and milk products. Um, but also, we all, if you're looking at Harvest Bake, no, not Harvest Bakery, sorry. Um, Winnipeg Harvest, it's potatoes and onions. So milk products and vegetables. But why do you do this at all? Well, it kind of- This sounds like, like, you're seeing the looks on these people's faces, right? Like, they're, like they're, so, they're, they're skeptical, save for like the people who have actually done this before, <laughs> that, are, that are like really they're pumped stoked. up on this. But oh, yeah. for those who have not done this before, why are we doing this? So it's a win-win-win. First, you cut down on cost. You are saving food that is now free, and also you are decreasing the amount of waste that goes to the dump. So say I'm someone who is interested in doing this for the first time. First time dumpster diver. What, am I, what are my first steps? How do I get into doing something like this? Well, you can always check your garbage at home um, <laughs> for those who aren't feeling very risky. Um, sure, there's some little treats in there, um, but yeah, go to like go to the place you get your groceries. Walk behind the store, and like there often be a dumpster. Sometimes it's locked. Sometimes it's part of one of those compressed food machines. But yeah, you can just hop on in, rip open some bags, see what you find. Is this legal? Um, <laughs> maybe. So, generally... We're talking to them, now we're going to appeal to a bunch of Mennonites who are going to be excited about subverting the law, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, generally, people who own stores don't really like it when you go into the dumpsters. Some people go into the dumpster and take food and then bring it back to the store for, like, money or to get, like, a refund on a product they didn't originally buy. And that doesn't really fly with them. So, people, like, yeah, and they're not making a profit off of you, so that's not necessarily... Um, doesn't like viewed well. Have you ever been uh, caught by the police? Yes. <laughs> Nothing that happened. Sounds, this is a really good initiative for peace right here that I'm building up. Yeah, actually, I just was asked if I have a driver's license, which I do, so we were good to go. That's it. Yeah. All right. Okay, how does diving into a dumpster connect to peace building? Um, I would say that the biggest connection I would make to peace building is ecological peace building which is like a way of preserving the earth. So like, like you said, there's so much food going to the dump and there's so much like, there's so much tragedy when it comes to food waste that just like eating some expired yogurt actually helps with like decreasing the amount of stuff that goes to the dump. And that just like, that just feels good. And yeah, happy. And you're staying, and it's healthy. And you're staying healthy. Yes. Okay, good. You know what, that's, that's, that's all we need to know. But once we found a whole cake and ate it in a day. You found a whole birthday cake? Yes. One time I found 20 boxes of Fudgios. All in one dumpster. It was pretty crazy. <laughs> Who knew peace would be so delicious, right? We also found 96 boxes of hot chocolate. <laughs> 96? Yes. Okay, I now, okay, that brings up an interesting question for me. Um, have you ever served food to someone? It's like, say you're entertaining a house guest, like maybe your future in-laws, for instance. Hmm. Um, 
<laughs> and telling them and not telling them that you're serving them food that you fished out of a dumpster. Has has that sort of situation ever cropped up? Yeah, people sometimes feel uncomfortable with like others serving them dumpster food because it's not necessarily hospitable. Um, because it's kind of like a phenomenon or a trend at CMU, it's pretty exciting to serve dumpster food. And then like you can just serve it in great quantities, so <laughs> it's no big deal. What's the, okay, maybe not your find, but what's the craziest thing you've ever found in a dumpster? Oh, that is such a good question. The birthday cake was amazing. My sister and I found like large pizzas, like just like unbaked, like straight from the bakery. So good. Um, yeah, like a bunch of pepperoni. That was, cheese is always very exciting. Mm -hmm. Cheese is very expensive. So <laughs> when you find it in the dumpster, it is a big day. How much, okay, maybe last question to you, and we'll shift over to our, our next interview of this segment. What, uh, what kind of savings are you expecting on uh, grocery bills as we do this? Hundreds of dollars. Hundreds? Hundreds, yes. Um, that's not an exaggeration. You're actually saving hundreds of dollars. 85% of my groceries last year were from the dumpster. Holy cow. That is a <laughs> How's that for peaceful validation? Matea Nickel is a third-year student here at CMU doing an interdisciplinary study in creation care. You can find her in a dumpster near you creating peace in the next little while. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, guys. If you're just joining us on the podcast Ether, this is Wittenberg Radio live here at the Great Hall with On the Eve, a collection of uh, Mennonite Church Manitoba youth groups, and we are here celebrating initiatives of peace that are going on right here on campus. We've, you know, we've typically had, like, we're, we're a pretty quiet campus. We're, I mean, it doesn't get more, much more peaceful than a bunch of Mennonites uh, playing volleyball on a Thursday night and then eating a bunch of clementines, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, if that's not your definition of peace, I don't know what is. I'm seeing all these uh, awesome red pins. Yeah, this is like, you know, throwing Gandhi, and you're pretty much good to go. Um, next up on our program, we're going to be chatting about the Bear Clan. Now, the Bear Clan, for those who don't know, is a well-known uh, organization across the community uh, for uh, the amazing work they do protecting those who are vulnerable on Winnipeg's streets. The group was originally formed in 1992, and then it recently saw a resurgence uh, only a couple of years ago. Uh, and now they're back in full force and partnering up with the police and a, a well-respected uh, establishment in uh, Winnipeg's uh, North End specifically. They search for missing and murdered individuals, administer first aid, respond to drug overdoses, and um, they're bringing peace into places that are fraught with violence. Recently, several CMU students were able to uh, be on patrol with the Bear Clan as a part of a class here taught by uh, Professor Wendy Craker. The class is called Cultures of Violence, Cultures of Peace. Now, two students in that class are joining us here tonight. Uh, Emily Roussy is a uh, Peace and Conflict Transformation Studies student here in her third year. You might recognize her as the, the wonderful person who is serving you all the snacks throughout this evening. So looking forward to hearing her in just a bit. Also with us tonight, April Clausen is an interdisciplinary uh, student studying community development. And she is in her fourth year. Let's give it up for April and Emily. Hey, hey, guys. How's it going? Doing all right? Good. 
We'll get our mics adjusted here on. nice and properly. Perch. Sorry, there's Bye. no bonus for you for your adjusting your own mics. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. So, <laughs> what did you know about the Bear Clan uh, before you went um, and did this walk with them? And uh, we'll start with you, Emily. Yeah. Um, I didn't know anything about this, actually. Uh, it was just in our class that um, we started talking about it um, from Wendy, our teacher. Um, yeah, and she just gave us like a video to watch and a description, and that was pretty much my introduction to um, Steel. Yeah. How yeah, about for I, you? I also, actually, I was surprised by um, your yeah. applause and celebration about the Bear Clan. I had never heard about them before walking with them, mm -hmm. um, and and also only uh, did the reading and the video before we had the opportunity to meet them. So this was a new experience for you. Okay, take us. So how does this start? Like, where do you go to in Winnipeg to meet up with the Bear Clan? And uh, what's the procedure? How does this all get underway? Yeah. Um, okay, so kind of what it looks like is um, we all kind of meet um, right in Selkirk, um, in front of the Bell Tower, and we're split up into groups. Um, we had a really big group, actually, because not only our class was there, but there was people um, that regularly attended the Bear Clan, as well as the police. Um, which I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. Yeah, we meet yeah. in Winnipeg on Selkirk Avenue. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in Selkirk. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I'm not from here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yes, uh, Selkirk Avenue, um, and we're separated into groups, and then um, we, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to explain this part, but we then go uh, in parallel to the streets and walk together. So one group uh, takes a street, mm -hmm. and we, there's a walkie-talkie in each group, and we walk the block together. And so mm -hmm. once you reach the end of your block, you wait until you see that all of the groups have reached, and then you say on the walkie-talkies that we're all there, and then you st start the next block. And we do that so that all of the groups are close enough, like within a block, excuse me, within a block or two of each other, so that if an emergency happens or a group needs help, there are always a number of groups nearby. So what did you see on this, on this walk? Uh, we'll start with you again, Emily. What did you yeah. see that uh, maybe caught you by surprise. What weren't you expecting as you were walking uh, the, the streets of Winnipeg? Yeah, um, I would say that a big shocker to me was the amount of needles that we found um, on the ground. A big part of what they do is to pick up these needles so that children don't find them and start playing with them and accidentally like pick themselves. Or um, Yeah, so that's a big part of what they do. And I just wasn't expecting to see that many. Um, and also just the procedures for when they find it. They just knew exactly what to do, um, how to make sure that it's safe. Um, and so that, that was really interesting to me. Um, yeah, as well as just, I, would, I was really shocked in just uh, like the response um, that they had towards us and just the community. Um, yeah, it was, it was just very interesting. I don't know if you wanna say more on that. Yeah, similar to Emily, mm -hmm. um, I've, I mean, I've, I had never walked with the Bear Clan before, but I've walked some of the same streets in the North End and kind of the kosher procedure is keep your head down, don't make mm -hmm. eye contact, um, don't do anything that might be interpreted wrong or don't say anything. Uh, but as we walked with the Bear Clan and our vests that were labeled, um, everyone that we passed uh, smiled at us, said hi, they're really excited to see us. Um, and I think almost everyone that my group passed at least uh, thanked us for, yeah. for the work that the Bear Clan was doing. Yeah. There was a lot of honks and like just uh, waves and like smiles, yeah, yeah. cool. Validation for peace. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Okay, what's the uh, biggest teaching that the uh, the Bear Clan has on peace? This is a, like this is a this is a group that is bringing a culture of peace. I mean, literally, into a place which is known for being a bit of a, a bit of a violent place yeah. to be in a, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. What did you learn about the peace from the Bear Clan that maybe you hadn't applied to um, 
into the way that we think about peace. Yeah. Um, well, a big thing that stood out to me was, um, was it just takes one person to say, okay, let's do something about this. And then other people start getting involved um, from their passion um, about making a change. And then it slowly just has this huge ripple effect. Um, and something that in particular in my group, I talked with this man who um, was struggling with a lot of addictions, um, yeah, just a lot of struggles that he had. And um, a big part of why he was on the Bear Clan was um, by being on the Bear Clan, he was able to have a purpose and stay clean um, as he looked to the community and said, hey, this is what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna work for peace. And by doing this, I'm gonna stay away from drugs in hopes that the people that we meet, um, they'll, they'll find that, that they can get clean too and that they, could, they can make a change um, instead of staying where they are. So yeah, that ripple effect. And like Nolan mentioned, just a few years ago, the Bear Clan started up again. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was initially, or was started up by a man named James Favell. And he is a fellow who lives in the area um, and was, had just reached a point where he was fed up with the mm -hmm. fact that so many women and so many people in his area go missing or their bodies are found later. Um, the violence in his area. And he finally said, enough, I'm going to do something about this. And he just started walking and people joined him, and this is how the Bear Clan got started again. And uh, so it's a reminder that, I mean, so for so many of us, violence feels so far away, and so then steps to peace feel even farther. And so you can sit and, and be overwhelmed by the violence that you see, and, and what can I even do to make a difference? But this one man stepped out and said, enough is enough, I'm gonna try something. And, and it's made this huge thing, and now even the Winnipeg police is getting yeah. involved in yeah, tell us a little bit about that. How, how are the Winnipeg police now being, becoming involved with the Bear Clan? Well, the night that we were, that our class was there, was the first time that the police had walked with the Bear Clan. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the night, they have um, a sharing circle where everyone goes around and shares what their experience was while walking. And uh, the police officers spoke at the end and said that they are hoping to uh, create this uh, as a part of their program so that every um, police officer in, in Winnipeg has an opportunity to walk with the Bear Clan. Uh, so that it actually becomes mandatory, mm -hmm. um, which is a, a, an amazing experience for the police officers as well as for the community and building relationships. Absolutely. Well, and you've been I think you've inspired all of us here this evening to keep striving for peace here in our own community. I wanted to thank you both for being up here with us tonight. Emily Roussy and April Clausen, everybody. Thank you, thank you so much for, have, for being here. And that is our show. Thank you so much for having us here. Uh, like I said, go like us on Facebook. Go check us out on Twitter for those of you uh, tweet-savvy humans out in our audience. Uh, we are also on, uh, yeah, we're on iTunes. Go subscribe there. Use your iPod, iPad, whatever. And you can also, um, yeah, check us out on our website as well, wittenbergradio.com for all we are about. So my name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolene Klaassen-Weeb. And you've been here with Wittenberg Radio live in the Great Hall. Thank you so much for having us. Have a great rest of your evening. There you go. That was our live show on the eve recorded last week at the Great Hall. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Mennonite Church Manitoba for uh, having us out and uh, letting us do our thing. And uh, I, I think that we've, it's fair to say we'd do that again. Yeah. We, if we got the opportunity. Good time. So let's talk about some uh, things that are coming up on our campus this week. Uh, our Blazers, of course, uh, busy in action volleyball and basketball seasons uh, currently underway. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. But first to tell you about uh, some events 
elsewhere. Um, the Daily's been a little bit interesting, if you haven't noticed in recent days. It's been sent out by mm-hmm. someone not named Steph Winger. That's because she had her baby. Yay! Lil Congratulations, S- Steph. Lil Simon Albert was born, Aww. and uh, we wish them all the best, of course, as they uh, transition into uh, her and her husband Tim, as they transition into this uh, mm-hmm. into this uh, new period of parenthood. Ah, crazy! Cr- I know. I can't even begin to think about <laughs> how crazy that would be. Our basketball teams are in action this week at the Lowen Athletic Center. That is on Friday. They are taking on uh, Saint Boniface. I'm not going to try and pronounce that the French way, so don't <laughs> even ask. <laughs> So they're so men's and women's basketball against St. Boniface here this week. On the volleyball side, our men's and women's volleyball teams doing decently well this season. And we've got our Blazers in action tomorrow against Providence here at uh, the, here at the Lowen Athletic Center. So we'll look forward to that as well. In terms of other events coming up, pizza lunch happening this week at the Great Hall. Put on by the commuters. One fiftieth slice. Buck fiftieth slice. Yeah, baby. Uh, grad photos coming up Monday and Tuesday next week, so don't forget to sign up for that in the student center. Also, there are grad meetings taking place tomorrow, which is uh, Wednesday, as we're recording this on Tuesday. Wednesday, that is happening uh, at lunchtime. Bring your lunches. They're picking grad verses and valedictorians and all oh, that good, exciting. all that fun stuff. Movie nights. I'm gonna read this. I like this. I like this intro a lot. Is paper season stressing you out? Are you in need of a break? Come on down to the Great Hall this Thursday at 7 to watch The Princess Bride. <laughs> a stress-relieving nice. movie if ever I heard one. There will be lots of yummy treats and comfy seats. That's why I like this reading because it had like a little, you know, a little rhyming scheme. Oh, yeah. Bring blankets and pillows to make your movie-watching experience the best it can be. See you there. That sounds like a really fun time. I would highly recommend that. Totally. You know, Princess Bride. What, what more do you want? <laughs> what more? What more do you want? Exactly. So... I think that's pretty much all there is to talk about this week. Am I missing anything? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. International students uh, that are looking oh, yeah, for a yeah, home yeah. over Christmas break uh, should get in touch with Sandra Lecky, uh on that front. So if you're interested in what you're doing over Christmas, uh, go ask. Go ask Sandra. And I think that is actually all we've got for this week. So, as always, subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. WittenbergRadio.com is the place to find past episodes. WittenbergRadio at gmail.com is the place you could email us your comments, questions, listener concerns, holiday recipe favorites, etc. <laughs> My radio station Ooh. that I work for started playing Christmas music this week. Yeah, I was in the grocery store this week and definitely heard Christmas tunes. It's that time, folks. It's coming. Well, it's already middle of November. There will be time. <laughs> there will be a time. A time for snow. Yay. A time for Maybe sometime. <laughs> and, of course, follow us on Twitter and uh, like us on Facebook. I think that's all. I'm Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolene Klausen-Weeb. You're listening to Wittenberg Radio, and now we're done. We'll see you next week. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.